Hello, this is episode 336. Welcome, welcome. Today we're chatting about show prep and mental health. If you are the type that is really looking to uh, compete, then today's episode is totally for you. This is not something that I know much about or have ever really had any interest in. So I wanted to have a uh, seasoned professional uh, to chat with you about competition. So I'm really excited to talk about mindset and faith and um, weight training and how all of this comes into play as we work toward body, body composition. So I'm really pumped to go through that with you. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Our guest today is Crystal Sykes, who's a lady that wears a lot of hats. She's a wife to Robert Sykes, aka Keto Savage, a leader to her Lady Savage members, keto nutrition and fitness coach, wannabe athlete, and co-owner of multiple businesses. Crystal loves living life as positively and humbly as she possibly can, all while sharing her journey of health, fitness, and mindset with anyone willing to listen. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code Keto Podcast. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to help healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for inviting me. I was humbled to be asked for sure. Oh, that's amazing. So I think we met, it was Keto FX or Paleo FX. I can never remember the difference of the FXs and all the shows and stuff in Austin. It was just like a past like, Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm Crystal. I'm Leanne. Okay. Peace. Um, so it's really (laughs) nice to have you on the show to just talk more about what you do, your experience that you've had in the keto space. And I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, me too. I'm, I've always thought the same thing. Like, oh yeah, Leanne seems cool. I've never really had a conversation with her. So I thought this was a really cool opportunity to kind of get to know each other a little better. Yeah. And that's really the thing. I have friends who don't podcast and really don't know what I do. I'm like, it must be really hard talking to people all day. I'm like, it's like sort of like going to coffee with people. I mean, you bring your own coffee and you just get to have a conversation about them. It's quite lovely. I really enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. So I did your official bio before we started chatting, but I'd love for you to tell us in a couple of words, like who you are, what you do, what you love, what lights you up, what your story is. All right. So I'm Crystal Sykes. (laughs) What really got me, I guess, going on this path of life is Robert, really. I kind of wasn't really in like a, a phase of life where I really cared a lot about anything other than just like 
being selfish and working to go home and relax and eat junk and drink and smoke and do all the things that seemed fun at the time. And I actually slowly started to get some gastric issues, some medical problems going on. And that started my turnaround in like my lifestyle and things like that. And then I met Robert and he was just a guns a blazing bodybuilder, like already on the nutrition track, already on like the healthy, like wanting to own a business all of those things. So he really kind of encouraged me to dive into my own thing and try to like do what's going to be best for me in my future, even though we were kind of on the path together. So that's really what led me into doing all the things that we're doing now. We made Keto Brick as a company. I started to want to compete in bodybuilding and living a ketogenic lifestyle and just documenting that. And I really just started documenting it on Instagram. And then we eventually did the YouTube together and things like that. So I don't know. It was just kind of like just so happened that I got sick, needed to heal, met a fantastic human being, and we decided to take on the world together. Keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day, or feeling off after a sweaty workout. These are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter Element, the most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element sample pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element that includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5. No questions asked. I love that. I love having a partner that you can take on the world together. And that's yes. that's exactly how I feel about Kevin also. Like we just make a good match and then we take on the world. And I think you need like a good partnership, especially when you're building a business. It can be challenging to set up the boundaries as to what's work and what's your relationship. Do you guys find the same that you have to set up pretty strong boundaries in order to be entrepreneurs, but also together? And how does that Yeah, it was kind of interesting because for the last three years, we've actually lived in a warehouse building that we worked out of. (laughs) So we just now got our home. And that was kind of where we really put our lines down. We were just like, okay, when we leave work, we're leaving work, like let's be home and let's try to like separate that. So for a while, we weren't very good at the whole separation thing of work and home because we kind of built our life to be all inclusive, like everything to be in one. We wanted to love everything so much that we didn't want to escape it. 
However, you need a little bit of an escape from different things. So it's nice to now have a little home and the warehouse to be separate from our house and all of that. So it's been interesting. It's been really fun to navigate having a relationship and also trying to build a business together and everyone else involved as well. Yep. A hundred percent. Now you mentioned that you had gastro issues. What was going on there? And like, just tell us more about that. Yeah. So at that time I did not pay attention to anything I was eating. I just kind of did whatever I wanted to, but I started to just have a lot of pain and discomfort. And we actually thought it was like female related and it ended up actually being totally gastric related. And I went through test after test after test and no one could figure out what was wrong with me. It was making me feel like I was a crazy person because I just, I kept feeling this pain, but no one could find me an answer. So finally, after doing like all the different weird diets that they had me do and trying out different tests and whatnot, we found out that I had gastroparesis and slow transit colon, which leads you to have like IBS and GERD and all of those things that go along with it. And so that's why I actually, they had me on a liquid diet when I got diagnosed with that. And they're like, just liquid, like that's all you can do. And they wanted me to put like fruit and berries and things like that in it. And Robert was like, you're going to get diabetes if you keep doing that. Cause like all I was having was highly digested, like easily digested sugars is what they wanted me to have just so I can get in some food. He said, you're going to, nope, this is not going to be a good turnout for you. So he had already started keto and kind of was like, you should try this, but like, just try it with shakes and try to like transition, like maybe from the fruit to adding like a fat. So that's actually what started me doing keto and like two years, I think it was two years, either a year and a half or two years after I started keto, I went back to a doctor in a different state and they did all the scopes and everything like that. And everything was totally fine. They didn't say like, oh yeah, your gastroparesis and slow transit colon are reversed. Those things will always kind of be about, but when they did the scopes, like all the erosion, the discoloration, all of that had completely gone everything, but I have one ulcer left and I don't know what'll happen with that, but every bit of pain, every bit of discomfort, all of those things were kind of healed with eating a low carb, plus also working out as well. I wasn't working out. And so that was not helping my digestion because I was just stagnant and sitting and lazy. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of that little story there. Wow. And I couldn't even imagine where your path would have taken you had you not made that shift. Like, do you talk to other people sharing your story and being quite open that say, oh my goodness, I didn't know I've switched my liquid diet to more fat or what's kind of the feedback that you've got from other people? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. I feel like a lot of people reach out and they're like, Hey, I have this problem. I'm like, Oh, I did too. And they look at me now, like, how, how are you in as much pain as I am? And it's like, I can tell you all the things, this is what I changed. It may not work for you, but it's what works for me. And you might try to adjust things here or there, but it's crazy thinking about the life I could have been living had that not happened. Like I'm so grateful for that discomfort in time so that I can live this life. And I mean, even just like work, like I literally work because of this lifestyle that I've changed into. And yeah, it's pretty amazing, but it's also super amazing to be able to help people who are also struggling or going through things that might be similar because gastric issues are so common, so very common, even though each one is a little bit different. It's just, it's awesome to be able to help people through the discomfort that I had to go through. 
And it's completely debilitating. Like it takes over your whole life when your gastro isn't working properly. I've worked with some people where they have diarrhea for like the whole day and they're running to the bathroom eight to 12 times in a day. I mean, they're not having a normal life experience. They can't go for long hikes by the ocean. Like they just can't do that, you know, where there isn't a bathroom. And that really starts to wear down on somebody. And I think in your experience, you were just doing everything that your doctor told you to do. And you were trusting that. And I mean, that's great that you had another alternative and kind of went for that, not entirely knowing if it would help, but just wanting to avoid some of the issues that could have came from following the protocol that you were told. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What a change in life for sure. Just from one simple thing. Exactly. And so before you mentioned bodybuilding and where was that in your process of being keto? Were you keto or did you do keto at the same time as bodybuilding? And those really don't go together. Most people think, (laughs) how did you do that? And as a woman, I have so many questions about this. (laughs) (laughs) So I started exercising, like lifting weights and keto within like a three or four month time period. I also quit smoking during that time. You did not want to be around me during that time. (laughs) So I started lifting then in about a year and a half into lifting and being keto and all that, I decided that I was going to try to do a bodybuilding competition. Robert had already done competitions. So I've gone to them and I've watched the other girls on stage and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get in a bikini and heels and step on that stage. There's just not a chance. So after a little bit of time passed, I thought, maybe I could do that actually. And it kind of seems like fun. And it seemed to me before I was a little bit more judgmental thinking that they were just all about themselves and what they look like and their bodies and things like that. But watching Robert do it, it actually made me realize and recognize that this is a sport. Like People work hard to be able to get on that stage and to prove themselves, not for everyone else to look at their bodies, but to themselves, for themselves. And for us, for like Robert and I, we've really chosen to do it with a keto lifestyle fully because there's just not that many people in there. And a lot of people who compete in bodybuilding, they'll have a lot of hormone issues, a lot of eating disorders and things like that. So it's really helpful to actually have more fat in your diet to help take care of those hormones and take care of those things and actually be able to maybe consume a little bit more calories than you would on another diet and have that energy source, uh, which usually most people cut out a lot of their carbs at the end of a competition because you hold so much water with them. So they're not really getting an energy source and they're using protein as that energy. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for your body. But after about a year and a half, I chose to compete and it was fantastic. It was wonderful. And I loved it. And I won my competition and Robert proposed to me on stage and it was the best day of my whole life. (laughs) What a combination. (laughs) And I had like no idea too. I just thought, oh, what is happening? Like, I feel like I'm in a daze right now. But yeah, it was really great. I I loved it. It So good. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. What did you learn about muscle building? And like, had you worked out before that? Did you have any experience working out or what were you learning throughout that process? I did not work out before that. Like in high school and things like that, I did sports, but I never did like resistance training or anything like that. So I really just kind of started from scratch. And to be real honest with you, like way back in the beginning of 
learning to train. I really did it because my doctor was like, you need to go exercise. You have to do something to move your body. So I just started and I actually went to see a trainer. She gave me a workout plan and I just followed that and kind of followed through. I was a little too embarrassed to work out during the day. So I got a 24 hour gym membership and I would literally set my alarm for midnight every night and go to the gym in the middle of the night because I refused to go when there was a bunch of other people in there. I was just so insecure, like so, so insecure. It was horrible. So I started doing that. And as I kind of gained my confidence, I then started accepting invites from Robert to go to the gym with him. And he made it a little bit easier. He helped me with some of my form and things like that. And I was like all in. Once I started, it was like, you couldn't get me to stop. So I was just, I was all in. I I loved it. So I just kept going with that. And living with Robert, it's really easy to have that partner to push you and you know the consistency of going together and things like that. So that was really it. I mean, I had a year and a half and looking back now, I'm like, I can't believe I competed a year and a half into my resistance training. Like that's insane. Who does that? You don't even have enough muscle during that time. And I could have definitely afforded to have more muscle, but I just went for it. (laughs) You couldn't have told me no. So yeah, I did that. And I'm glad I did it. People ask me, will you compete again? And I might, but I would really like to wait until after Robert and I have at least one kid. That way we can... I don't have to mess with my hormones during that time. I did lose my cycle during that, like during my competition time. So I just don't want to have to mess with that and then have to redo everything. And yeah, it's just not not a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine that was really my next question is hormones, thyroid, like what did you find? I know that eating fat, like you said, can help through that process. But what was that like for you? And how long did it take to recover? I know I have a lot of friends who compete after competition, competition, they're going without a cycle for years. What was that experience like for you? Yeah. So for me, I I feel like I went into it knowing a lot of the things that were going to happen. So I did a 22 week prep and that that's a pretty long prep, but I had more body fat during that time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a little bit more time to do this a little bit more properly, not do like these drastic cuts or anything like that. So Robert actually prepped me for it, gave me my macros and things like that. And then I just broke it down, meal prepped. And I am glad I did that long prep, but it was also really mentally exhausting to do a long prep to constantly be like for 22 weeks, I'm going to diet down. I'm going to keep cutting and it's going to keep, I'm going to just keep going this way. You miss things like enjoying Christmas dinner and things like that. You're eating out of Tupperware instead. (laughs) And there was a certain point, I think it was two months. I can't remember exactly, but it was about two months before my show date is when I lost my cycle. Maybe it was three two or three months before my show date, I lost my cycle. That's never a good thing for me. I am a firm believer in like women should have their cycle. If you don't have it, let's figure out why you're not and do something about it. So I did lose that kind of knew that I was going to lose it for a short period of time. And at the end of my competition, so you're dieting down for so long that you have one day, you have a competition and then you get to go out and enjoy all the food and do all the things. And you are expected to get right back on track the next day to reverse diet yourself back up, which reverse dieting is just like a slow increase of calories. This helps you prevent from gaining a bunch of body fat, but also helping your hormones to adjust to eating more food again. And at the end of a a competition prep, you do not have, or any type of cut really, you're 
ghrelin and leptin hormones are a little less there. You don't really even remember what it feels like to be full because you've just been forcing yourself to cut that whole time. So mine was completely gone. There was like no top to my fullness. I just didn't have it. So that definitely was a struggle for me. Um, Robert has done really well since he's gone keto to like not have eating disorders and things like that. But unfortunately, after my competition, I still struggled with that a bit. And I just kept binging because I just didn't have that topper. And I didn't have the mental strength to just say no, it was just too much for me. And I kept it to myself. I didn't tell anyone. I just like kept it a secret. And would just eat and eat and eat until I got so sick that I would throw up. And that was not a good time. So that actually made it a little bit harder for my body to get back my cycle. So altogether, it was probably about six months before how long it was when I lost my cycle there. But as far as you were mentioning, like people do show after show after show, and we are like real firm in, we do everything natural. So we're natural bodybuilding. And when you do natural bodybuilding, you need a little bit more time in the middle to build muscle because you just, you know, you don't have extra tools. So it takes a little bit longer to build that lean muscle mass. So we usually take off, or Robert does, he usually takes off a couple of years and then competes again. So luckily in that time, you have time to like eat at a surplus and have plenty of calories and get your cycle and things like that. So every time you cut, it should be a little bit easier and easier. It shouldn't affect your hormones and things like that as much because your body will just kind of go, Oh, we've done this before. Let's get a move on. But I haven't gone back to do another one yet. So I wouldn't know. It is possible to enjoy wine on a ketogenic, low-carb diet, whether you're just trying to eat less sugar or you're doing the full keto thing. Dry Farm Wines is the first wine club to offer zero-sugar wines that don't affect your ketones, made all from small, sustainable farms. They're natural, organic, low in alcohol, zero additives, zero carbs. And they taste great. Now you can put together your own box of six or 12 and have them come every month, every three months, however you want to set it up of reds and whites and rosé or sparkling. And when you go to the URL dryfarmwines.com slash KDP, you're going to get an extra bottle of wine in your first order for a penny. Again, that's dryfarmwines.com slash KDP for your extra bottle of wine with your first order for a penny. Yeah, I agree with you. And the cycle gets messed up. Simple things. I know for me, if I adjust my macros a little bit or I work out a different way and then my cycle gets shifted even just a little bit, I completely freak out and I'm like, what did I do? How do I get this back? Like, I mean, because it's such an indicator of health. And I think when you've lost it, you can relate to it just feeling not okay and like something's off. So I completely agree with you there. And I think that a lot of people don't understand how important a cycle is just for overall health and even just mental health. Yeah. It can tell you so much, so much about your health. And I think, I don't remember who it is that says like, your cycle is just like another vital sign. Like if it's not on track, if it's not where it should, it belongs, 
you need to fix something about it. Yeah. And even blood color consistency, like there's so much important information in your cycle, whether it's there or not, or slow or fast or spotting or not. I mean, there's so much to it. And if I would have heard myself say that, like blood color and consistency (laughs) five years ago, I'd be like, Leanne, what are you doing? But it's so true. It's so true. It is. Oh man. And so on the mindset piece, it must've been a very different experience preparing for your show. And like you said, then just you get off the stage and all of a sudden life is completely different. How did you shift those mindsets? It sounds like you had a pretty difficult time after the show. What was that like for you? And how did you get out of that funk? Yeah, I think it took me about a year to really organize everything, organize my thoughts and figure out where I was because I was binging so badly. I gained back 30 pounds in three months, which was not the best. You get to the leanest point you've ever been in your life. And then you gain back the weight so, so fast that it is, it's so mentally just messes with you. You end up getting like bouts of like body dysmorphia and things like that. Just because you're like, am I fat? Am I not? Am I... Because you just were so lean and it's you're not overweight or anything like that. You just... In your mind, you have to play with, okay, where am I? What am I doing? I messed up, but how do I stop myself from messing up? And it really just took me one day. I was just... I felt so bad and I felt like so depressed that I just told Robert, I was like, this is what has been going on. This is where I am. And this, I mean, he knew prior to this that I had been struggling and he'd been, you know, trying to help me out and stuff, but it's really, it's not up to anyone around you. It's up to you to make that decision. So finally I just said, I'm, I have to change things or I'm just not going to be okay long-term. So help me. And really at that point, it was just like, okay, you're not going to track anything. Cause it was almost like during that period of time, tracking my food was a trigger for me. Cause it was like, I only could have this much or whatever it was. And it just never felt like enough. So I just said, okay, no tracking. I'm not going to track anything. I'm just I feel fine. So I feel full and comfortable. And I chose like nutrient dense foods. I was like, these are the foods I get to have. And if I want to have something off, then I really need to evaluate why I want that thing. And if it's going to be a benefit to me or if it's going to hold me back. So that was a really, really helpful thing for me. I just kept up with my training and I used my training as like an outlet just to like, Hey, this has always been a constant for you. Let's keep that up. The food will work on that. But I really feel like during that period of time, it was just finding a lot of grace for myself because I had just pushed myself for months to do this really hard thing. And I got to celebrate for one minute and then I just put myself in an even worse position. So it was very, very interesting. But I feel like through that, I found a lot of grace for myself and I found a lot of grace for other people and where they are coming from in their backgrounds and just made me kind of want to, I don't know, just like put out more kindness, more, I guess grace is the right word for a lot of people because everyone has something so different going on and no one knows really what struggle you're going through. So yeah, it was quite the transition for me in mindset and all that, because I had just been like, so hardcore, let's do this. I'm going to cut down to like, Oh, I'm messed up and I got to fix this. (laughs) And yeah, we got to figure this out. So It's good that it only took you what sounds like a couple of months to be like, wait a second, I'm messed up. Because I mean, people can go decades before Mm -hmm. 
kind of realizing that. And perhaps it was that you're, you were then engaged to a man that seems like he had helped you through this process. And he probably was asking you questions and, you know, you're starting to think about these things. Wow. Cause a lot of people would take them a very long time to be like, actually, this is a problem. So that's awesome. That's so good that that happened. Yeah, I'm pretty grateful for that. It could have been a way worse situation. And there's a lot of people who even compete and they don't have support behind them. Like they don't have a family who gets what they're doing or my family probably doesn't really get what I was doing either. They're like, what is Crystal? She's crazy. But to have just one person. And I think that's why a lot of people have a coach or something like that to help them along the way. Because that's like the one person you can be real honest with and be like, I am messing up, you know, but just to have that accountability was really helpful and made it way easier for me to turn around and say, okay, like we got to get this together or this can go on a really bad track. Completely. And how did your faith play into all of that experience? Did it strengthen? Did it weaken? Did it get better over time? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, oh gosh, I feel like during that time, I just kind of like left it to myself. I was like, I don't, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just, you know, me, 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 I can figure it out. I can do things by myself. And like I, I mentioned a little bit that I, I got to like a little bit more depression and things like that. And I actually started working with someone, not on my nutrition, but just like supplementation and things like that. I was going through a little bit of like adrenal fatigue and we had just moved our business at the same time as my competition. So we just got new buildings. We were staying up all night, producing the bricks, doing all these things. And I was just running myself ragged, trying to plan a wedding and all the things. So I was struggling pretty hard at that point. And anytime I did tests, like they just kept coming back worse. And it was like, I was doing all these things to try to help myself. And my results were coming back worse. Nothing was getting better. And at one point, like Robert was just like, you you are like a zombie. Like you are non-existent. Like you have no emotion. You're not happy. You're not sad. You're not mad. You're not any of these things. You're just a zombie. And that's really the point where I feel like I turn myself back around to my roots because I've always had a lot of faith, like even growing up and that, that was just my family. And in that moment, I was just like, I can't just rely on me. You know, I can't just rely on myself and what I think is right. So I feel like I just kind of like gave that up and gave that part to God. And I just told Robert, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. You can think I'm crazy or you can come along with me <laughs> because this is what I need to do. I have to live my life this way because I'm right now I'm living my life for me and I don't want to live my life for me. I want to live my life for God. And I feel like I've been going that trajectory ever since and really like even building the business and like praying before every launch and making sure that that is the base of what everything that I do. I really feel like that's changed a huge piece of me and what I do and not caring about people's opinions because I'm not doing it for other people. I'm doing it for a greater reason, a bigger, bigger picture. And I may not see the picture all the time, but it's there. <laughs> Amen to that. I don't know if anyone sees the full picture. <laughs> In yeah. fact, I know we don't, right? We just hope that we're doing what we can. And like you said, sharing grace and kindness and putting our energy and efforts into something that's going to benefit more people, teach more people, help them grow, encourage them have them adjust things and see things in a different way. That's definitely why I do what I do. You know, you never know. Sometimes I get this, the weirdest messages from listeners of like that one thing that the guest said where I was like, I heard them say that, but it really wasn't 
really? And it was like, that was the thing. Like that was the thing I needed to hear. And the last three months, it completely changed the trajectory of my life. And so you never know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, what product you're going to create or conversation you're going to have with somebody or coaching session that you're going to have, where it's just going to adjust somebody in like a really random way that you never would have thought. So that's really awesome that you had that personal experience for sure. Yeah. Yep. I think we all just go through ups and downs and what is it that's going to bring you out? What is it that's going to pull you from your bottom to the top? And how are you going to set the tone for all the people around you? Because they say something like, oh, what is that saying? You are the accumulation of the five people that you surround yourself with the most or something like that. Like that is so true. You are also that person for someone else. And what you put out in the world is what they are going to accept, whether it's your negativity or your positivity, your kindness or your rudeness. And it may not even be directed towards them, but they feel that like that is still what you're putting out in the world. And that is what they are accepting. So I try to be a little less selfish when I'm surrounding myself with people and say, okay, what can I provide rather than what can I take from these people? I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Yes, you're actually the third guest in the last two days to say that. (laughs) So I definitely feel like this is for me. (laughs) I need to look at the five people that I spend time with. And I think too, really, I think what you said there about it's not necessarily what you can get from others is what you can provide to others. And I think I definitely like both hands raised can think about like, what are they providing and what can I get out of this? And it really changes the game when you think more in a serving stature of what can I do to serve these people? And all of a sudden you stop thinking about your problems and all the things that you need to work on. And all of a sudden you have the servant's heart and life is just better. Yeah. So much better. It's crazy how much better it gets when you start thinking of others first. It's life-changing. Yeah. And totally backwards to culture, Mm -hmm. completely backwards to the world. What recommendation would you have for a woman that is maybe struggling with a ketogenic diet? She's going to the gym. She wants these sorts of results where she's building muscle mass. What are some thoughts that you have for those ladies that might be struggling with their goals? Yeah. So if you aren't doing resistance training, I would definitely suggest doing some bit of resistance training. You don't have to go in there and lift crazy heavy weights or do anything crazy like grunting or all that, but even just doing as simple as body weight exercises or resistance bands or anything like that. It is, I mean, it's proven that people who do resistance training just have better bone density, better ligaments, joints, all of that. And you need that as you're aging, all of us need that as we're aging, we need more lean muscle mass and not to be bulky and big, but just to be able to have a super healthy body. So that would be my number one for resistance training or for exercising, just get your body moving first of all. And then for doing keto and things like that, make sure that your goals are in line with your lifestyle. I feel like a lot of people want to do a certain thing with their diet, but their lifestyle does not allow for that. Or they want a certain lifestyle and they're, you know, like it's either one or the other that they're trying to like battle themselves for. So make sure that your 
what you want for your future aligns with your lifestyle. And for me, I had to change my whole lifestyle to fit what I wanted for my future. I'd stopped doing all the things that I was doing on the side just so that I could live a healthier life. I kind of dropped some of the people in my life that weren't supportive or weren't going to be a good encouragement to me and kind of felt like I was being held back a little bit and not in a rude way. They're still fantastic people. I just chose to move forward in a different direction. So making sure that your lifestyle works well with what you're also eating and all the exercise and things like that. So that would be my number one. And if what you're doing right now is not working for you, there are a million different options for you. Like even within the keto community, there's so many different things, so many different ways of doing things. There's high fat, there's a little bit more protein, there's a little bit more carbs, like there's a little bit more of everything. So figure out what works for your individual body and don't feel like you have to stick to one thing because that's what so-and-so does. Everybody's body is so individual that it's so important to figure out what works for you and test and trial those things out. And don't be afraid to do that and testing and figure out how your body reacts and responds. That's great advice. I think a lot of people will be afraid to play. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll think that it's this toppling experience. And the minute they go off, quote unquote, off plan for two seconds, everything will fall apart. But yeah. sometimes that playing is really where you find, oh, wow, I actually feel better today. What did I do? And how do I replicate that? Or what else can I change? That's amazing advice. So, so good. Crystal, where can people find more from you, connect with you? You mentioned Keto Brick. Tell us all the places they can connect. Yeah. So for me personally, I have on Instagram, I am the.lady.savage and my website is ladysavage.com. And do you have a YouTube? Robert and I do it together and it's under Live Savage. And then we do have the Keto Brick, which is a meal replacement bar for the ketogenic diet. We use it a lot of times surrounding our workouts, but you can really use it as a little snack, melt it down and, and have it as something to just give you a little bit more fat within your day. But that is at ketobrick.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Keto Brick. And I think that's it. I don't think I missed anything. (laughs) I think you're good. I was going through the list of all the links we're going to be putting in the show notes. You nailed it. So I will include all those links in the show notes. And if you guys don't know where show notes are, just go to ketodietpodcast.com. Look for episode 336. Everything will be there. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you really enjoyed our time with Crystal. You can find out more from her by going to ladysavage.com. You can find out more about her Keto Bricks company by going to ketobrick.com. Her Instagram is the.lady.savage. Her other Instagram for Keto Brick is at Keto Brick. And their YouTube channel is Live Savage. Okay, that's it for today. I will see you next week for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. 
Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.